I'm Matt. Uh, I'm 22. Uh, I'm from a, a large city, but a small town heart. Um, <laughs> sucking on chili dogs. Uh, this is. I'm Kenzie. Um, I'm 21, so it's apparently the same age now. Um, and I'm here for wine. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm 22. I'm from God's Country, Washington. <laughs> Uh, I'm Vance, 23 going on 30. Uh, Mia Luminary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, really, it's an honor uh, for you guys to be here. Right? <laughs> Hi, I'm Sophia. I'm from Spokane and I'm 22. And Spokane is the godless country. <laughs> it, it can be. Uh, See, I was God for saying God for saying this is amazing. Amazing. Uh, the real star of the show. <laughs> She's gonna have the hard hitting presentations. Put her on there now. Right here. You don't know me. This is fun. <laughs> so, um, we've all been to college at some point in our life. Uh, Sam, I think you're the only one here that hasn't gone to Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. We went to. I went to SSCC for one year. Never finished my AA. Good. Good small town boy. Yeah. <laughs> Doing well for yourself? Yeah, yeah. That's a little hot. It's great. <laughs> it's doing great, guys. Legal drug deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vance, you went to Eastern for four years? Three. Three years? Three you went years. to Western first year. Yep. Went to Western my freshman year. Finished out my degree at Eastern. So I'm an Eastern alumni. What be your degree? Uh, communications and PR. Uh, emails are relentless. <laughs> well, I don't want to give you more money. <laughs> give us more. <laughs> Um, Sophia? And I'm on my, I'm my, in my senior year at Eastern, and I'm a TCOM major, so. Okay, nice. Kenzie? Uh, this is my last quarter at Eastern, uh, in English Lit Studies. Uh, this is, you got expressed into your senior year. Yes, I should be just starting my senior year instead of finishing it. Yeah, you went to NAU right out of high school? Right out of high school, that's really, yeah. And then you went to Northern Arizona University. Nice. Um, you're a very quiet person. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> never yelled at anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I went, I've gone to Eastern uh, four years and a quarter. Uh, I failed an econ class like my sophomore year and that bumped me down to uh, not graduating until <laughs> a quarter after my should have graduated. Uh, I'd like to thank my econ professor for being uh, probably the worst professor I have ever <laughs> <laughs> uh, Was that just a kicker? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I reached a that class with a different professor and I got a 98% out of it. Goddamn. Yeah. Wow. So I was like, yeah, that was totally me. That made me fail that class. Show up every day and she's like talking about her family and shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> it sounds to me like you actually applied yourself the second time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd show up at 8 a.m. or micro econ and be like, ah, fuck, talking about your kids again. Or so, time to take my other Should we name drop her? Just go down this I don't remember her name at all. That's probably for a good reason. Blocked <laughs> it out. PTSD. Yeah, exactly. It's just like middle school. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, overall, truthful feelings. 
how is everyone or how did everyone like their college experience? And Sam, you could lead us off since. I personally did not enjoy my college experience at all. The only classes I really found to be enjoyable were the ones that were not related to school as whatsoever. Things like film class, um, the photography unit out there, and just things around the filmmaking industry I, I found really enjoyable. But I found it harder and harder to convince myself to go to a math or an English class day after day to the point where I just dropped out of college and found a job. I found that would be a better use of my time. Yeah, and you're doing pretty well. You yep. pay for yourself. You support yourself. Um, yeah. Don't need a degree to do that. Yeah, I uh, I'm mostly here to be the antagonist opinion. I think about college. <laughs> I But past that, like I enjoyed college for the social atmosphere and the new ideas and things that were unknown to me at the time. But I didn't enjoy the structure of it. Yeah. Is it just like the Gecker and general requirement classes where it was just like you go sit down there and you were bored being lectured? Yeah, it, it felt like high school with more work behind it, right? With less reward. So, yeah. for that reason, yeah. you're actually paying for this, one. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Vance, yeah, yeah, uh, since I graduated, um, I, I got the college experience out of my system at Western, you know, living in the dorms, partying thing. And after that, I kind of realized that that's like really what college is about for a lot of people. Um, and after I transferred to Eastern, I had a terrible experience with the Eastern uh, advising office, flat out lied to me and got me to come to their college and then didn't have the program that they told me they had. So that was a great introduction to my what, what program. Uh, audio engineering. Oh, yeah. yeah, I called I called the advising office and asked about audio engineering. They said, sure thing. Our RTV department has that. So I transferred, and the RTV department looked at me like I had grown two heads. So not a great start to my Eastern experience. I also lived in Spokane and commuted out to Eastern, so that made it really hard to be invested in any extracurriculars whatsoever. Says, yeah. Commuting every day. Oh, it's fuck it, It's forty five minutes of commute one way. Yeah. Like you, you, did, you chance your life every time you take that fucking highway. Out yeah. There. Yeah. And it's like you can take the buses if you want to add thirty minutes on your day, but you're gonna end up missing work or being late to work or. It's either that or live in the shithole that is Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> you go out there, it's like we got grocery stores. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a really good hardware store in case you need hardware. The, the three bars they're. All right next to each other. Like, yeah. We got four lakes. We don't know what to do with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, like, all in all, it was just, uh, it, after a while, it felt like I was just going to say that I did it and I got my piece of paper that I can wave in front of people and go, look, I listened. I got a secondary education. I have a degree. So, what are you doing with it now? Absolutely nothing. Um, I mean, that's a bit of an overstatement. I like I use some of the skills I learned from communication for some of the work I do, but like specifically in a PR position or anything, I don't. I'm not I'm not using it. Not using it. It's just okay. Graduate with PR. Yeah, communications with an emphasis in PR. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're a big time man now. This mic's no stranger to you. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Daytime host of Alt ninety six one, the new alternative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the radio thing's been cool, and 
I get to do what I've been doing for 24 years and it's just spew complete bullshit out of my mouth. <laughs> You do a whole like Florida Man segment. It seems like whenever I hear you on the radio, you're like, ah, Florida Man's at it again. Yeah, yep. yeah, I love my Florida Man segments. I try to slide one in every day. <laughs> uh, Sophia? So, I have never enjoyed Eastern. I did running start there, and I didn't make a single friend out there for the two years. Though. And then I took two years off and I enjoyed my two years off, but then I'm like, okay, I need to do something that will allow me to like, not have to be a server for the rest of my life. And so I went back to Eastern and I would say I had a better experience when I went back. Um, but I just learned about like all the resources that we have, like how you can go to like the Cheney Rockwood clinic and like, get seen if you need to. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even know that they had like, there was like counseling services that you could go to at, at Eastern. Mm -hmm. And like, I didn't know we had a community garden until I did my internship. And it's just like, I feel like that's not just me. And from how, like what everybody else says, it seems like everybody is just not invested in like in Eastern because it's just like, you commute out there, you go to class, you go back, you go to work. You, you know, it's not like you're wanting to create any sort of real community. Or mommy and daddy pay for it and you're in a sorority and a frat. Exactly. That's that's the two options. Yeah, it, that's that's exactly what I've seen. Because I, I have people who I've met who, like, they don't even get jobs during the summer. They're just like, yeah, I just, like, I'm just here because uh, I need to get a degree. And it's like... Oh, um, granted, like, there are good kids in frats out there that mm -hmm. um, they're not just in those two parties met them yeah um, i've interacted with them but that's definitely a culture out there yeah but there there's the couple out there the few and the certain fraternities and sororities that business frats and yeah. things like that yeah yeah the, and like they go out and help the community and stuff mm -hmm. but definitely there's kids in those programs that are there to piss away money and time 100 percent. no and i think i think the fraternities are a great opportunity for for families um, to network and like, like a lot of the kids that come out of fraternities get a job somewhere because of that fraternity. Yeah. Like they say, I'm like Alpha Gamma Phi, and then the 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 manager of that company is like, No way, I was Alpha Gamma Phi, and then yeah. like, I don't, I was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so if I might ask a simple man question, is that what the true purpose of fraternities and sororities are? Because as someone who's never really been into college lifestyle, all I've ever seen is them trade like through Animal House and such. It seems to me that they serve only to exist as party dens for the most part. Um, but obviously that's a lot of pop culture that's been fed through there too. Definitely. And I think the pop culture also influenced how they operate mm -hmm. too. Like things like Animal House and Blue Mountain State. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. They, they influence like, culture in those programs. Mm -hmm. That's definitely like, well, we should be partying all the time because that's what we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're there traditionally so that, like, you have, it's like a networking group for after college, basically, right? Or just a community for while you're at college. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, it's, it's like how it, you make friends. It definitely okay. gets you places mm -hmm. um, if you're in the right programs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, like, depending on the school you go to also kind of depends on, like, how the students view the purpose of the sororities. And yeah, because I was going to say, I know that there are certain colleges that have the reputation of being just a party college. Yeah. yeah. Um, Western doesn't have a Greek system. They refuse to like adopt an, a Greek system. Oh, okay. uh, but there's still sororities and fraternities that are strictly about like 
Like there's a, a biology oh. sorority fraternity. Mm-hmm. There's a business sorority fraternity. So it's about your major and it's about like being with like-minded people and like being able to use them as support and use them post-college. Like, hey, did you end up getting a job at such and such um, firm? Or, oh, you know, okay. like, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, you should apply for this. You know, like it's it's a way to, to connect with people that are going for the same things that you're going. Okay. So 10 years after you've gone out of a like class system or I don't know, the Greek system, I Greek guess. System, yeah. Um it uh it's um pretty much just like you grow your LinkedIn while you're in college and then ten years later when you're still looking at your LinkedIn, you're like, I wish I do do coke off a bathroom counter one uh, time. <laughs> I wonder how he's doing that. Yeah. I get you. That's I mean that's it too. <laughs> that's it too. Uh, um, you have the like almost I don't want to call it blackmail, but you have like the like you've seen the intimate parts of these people, and it kind of creates that like blood bond yeah. of mm-hmm. like I know the real you, so you're gonna help me get this job, and you're gonna you know. So it it sounds like it started out with very noble intentions, but <laughs> five minutes afterwards. <laughs> Became corrupted pretty quick. Have you ever seen uh, History of the World Part 1? Yeah. It's uh, like the beginning when all the like early humanoids get up and then they're like rising and standing and they all just start jerking Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That's their first instinct. <laughs> okay, so Sophia, um, we interrupted you uh, with the whole uh, Greek system, but you were talking about your time at Eastern. Um, well, yeah, that's, I feel like the general sense is that nobody not at least not every nobody but like the general feeling is that people aren't super invested in creating like any sort of like community out there because it's just like everyone's commuting everybody's working and they just are wanting to get their degrees and be done and like i'm one of those people and like because of that i don't know about anything really that goes on on campus yeah you you walk through campus one day it's like we have a fucking camel, and that's all you know about what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And also, I it was at the same at East uh, Western where you had to do the whole, like, Gecker system, where you had to get the general. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's general. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. And that's an AA. Yeah. Like, that's the college is just making sure. But I didn't get a certificate for doing it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know why they have to do that. Um, yeah. Alright, Kenzie, oh, you've uh, experienced multiple different colleges. Yeah, so I definitely feel what you mean, Sophia, about like how it doesn't feel like any community is being built out there. Because like I transferred, so I had to do like orientation and a bunch of freshmen and some other transfer students. But like after that, like even if you make a friend in class, nine times out of ten they either live in Cheney all like live in Cheney and live in the dorms or they live in Spokane, which is rare. Yeah. If like I've I haven't found someone that like I knew that lived in Spokane right from the very beginning. Because I was taking much classes with like freshmen and sophomores and most of them ended up staying on the campus. Not most of them, because we are a pretty heavy commuter school, I guess. But like the Geckers is a lot of freshmen. Yeah. And so you just kinda like It's weird how big the commuter population is and yet anyone you like talk to out there seems like they live out there. Because the people that are commuters are just there to like get their shit and go home. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't want to, like, make friends or talk to people. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, uh, and I, I understand it, too. It's like, fuck, I don't have time to, like, make friends out of college and then drive an hour back into town, work 
you know, six to eight hours to go home and do assignments and then have to wake up an extra hour early to commute back up to school the next mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, and then honestly. sneak out or, and then sneak hanging out with them or going to a football game in there somewhere. Like it's just yeah. not doable. Yeah. I've never gone to an Eastern football game. Mm-hmm. I don't want to drive out there for it. Like, yeah. like hanging out with you guys is like well, we're still doing a goddamn homework assignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am. Sophia's here on her blessing. So yeah. <laughs> you two, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I was promised to be here. That's why. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, like, the community compared to, like, NU is completely different, especially because, like, NU is kind of what I would consider the western of Arizona. So, like, everything was pretty, like, eco friendly. Mm-hmm. I love really the green. word. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, there, we had the most green building in Arizona. At least northern Arizona, because it's all like solar power. Maybe so like that's different. But like I haven't had a super awful experience with my professors or anything. And like I had a really decent advisor when I transferred over. Um, he was for social work because that was my original degree. But like he told me what was up. He forgot to tell me that I needed to take the Spanish placement test to do my Spanish minor. That ended up dropping anyway. Um, Chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I had something else I was going to say about like the whole like transferring thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Got a bunch of credits transferred. Yeah. Means, yeah. So like at NAU, they only accepted my AP math score. Um, because I took Calc PC in high school. Mm-hmm. But Eastern took all of my. I took seven AP classes in total. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, I hated myself in high school. Anyway, um, six of them got accepted by Eastern, and my math one didn't because they both consider because like there's Calc AB and then there's the harder one which is BC. Mm-hmm. But when you take the BC test, you also get an AB score because it's basically the same information. And I know this is a lot of Greek. No, no, you're <laughs> Matt. Matt just read my mind. He knew exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Uh, it's like Sam's gonna make the same joke I'm gonna make. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Eastern doesn't accept the AB score that I got on my BC test, so they wouldn't waive my math. So um, I ended up having to like I fought it really hard, and I had a friend who is pretty high up in Eastern help me try and fuck with records to see if they switched over, and they're like, "No, we don't accept it. Sorry." We took all of my other scores. People, come on. So that was my biggest problem, I guess, transferring is like. It pushed me ahead two quarters, and then also made me take a math class. And I do not like math, <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay, uh, Matt, you want to say that? <laughs> um, yeah, I I've gone to Eastern uh, since I graduated high school. Um, I was kind of pushed into doing college. Uh, it was kind of expected of me by my parents, which makes sense. I didn't have any other plans. And they had been saving up in like bonds and everything since I was a kid, since I was a wee little. Actually, before I was born, they, that's how well planned I was. That's how I know I wasn't an accident of family. My brother was. Because <laughs> they didn't start his college bonds until he was born. <laughs> um, so, uh, if Michael, if he listens to this, uh, you were the accident. Um, reasons why I'm the favorite. <laughs> uh, they work for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't give me, I don't want a picture. Uh, so, um, it took like, a lot of time. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I was, was expecting me to go to college, and I was able. The reason why I chose Eastern is because I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do when I graduated high school. Um, that's a big question for an eighteen-year-old. To go into college, I picked Eastern because it was the cheapest in the state, and it was forty-five minutes. I didn't have to live on campus. Because that just seems like a shitty life living in those shithole dorms. Mm-hmm. We'll or, get or the apartments. Yeah, we'll get into the dorms later about like the shit that goes on in them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm glad I didn't have to do that experience alone. It's like you're supposed to go there and make friends and shit. I have you guys. And we're friends um, from high school. Yeah. 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 Oh shit! We didn't even start hanging out till well after, after high school. Yeah. yeah. It was like winter of right after I started college that we started hanging. Was Dude. it? Wait, I thought we hung out like the summer after we graduated. Well, we were all at Sam's house for a party a couple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys want to go out to the hookah lounge on Saturday night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's fun. <laughs> you want to chance our lives driving in the snow to Coralite? <laughs> want to get a gnarly nicotine addiction? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A side note, I went. I brought my dad and stepmom there because my stepmom's Ethiopian and she likes hookah mm-hmm. and um wait are you ethiopian <laughs> i'm half by marriage um, <laughs> just in case you and uh and i didn't get id because she has seen me there so many times and they id'd my dad <laughs> i'm like and i'm just like cool i don't know why they didn't id me that's strange <laughs> no shit i hadn't been out there in like a year and a half and I went out there with uh, Zachary and Jake, and she didn't ID me or Jake when we went out there. She remembered? And I was like, how do you, it's been like a year and a half. I have a different haircut. That changes everything. <laughs> what was her name? Uh, Stephanie. Stephanie, yeah. It's still oh, Stephanie. I'll always remember Stephanie. Yeah. We all will. <laughs> I, would, I would love to go to the hookah lounge again, but it might be the other dude, and I don't feel like listening to early 2000s butt rock for a whole day. Oh, Cal. Just uh, we'll tell him to throw on Vance. <laughs> 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 Cal, if you're listening, this is hot 96. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so now um, e- Eastern was a good choice my first year, I think. Mm-hmm. And I won't knock it for that, for a uh, you know, small, town, small town boy, homegrown roots. This <laughs> uh, <laughs> is turning into a Tracy Chapman song, real quick. <laughs> I can just see Matt like part. a wheat field holding an American. <laughs> Bob Seger just <laughs> blasting yeah. in the background. Uh, yeah, but since then, I, I, it's weird saying you feel like you've outgrown a school. Mm-hmm. Um, after my first year, it was like well, I'll stay here because I've kind of decided I want to do education. I started going to the education department, and that's a whole other fucking story in itself. Just like I. Well, they were right in the middle of shifting how their program was organized, and I was caught in the middle of that. So, and like, you go in there, and it's like, here's how we learn about, you know, standardized testing, how to teach towards that. Well, fuck, I'm going to be their English teacher. I'm going to teach, I want to teach critical thinking. Mm-hmm. That's my main goal, and you're trying to teach me how to pass these state tests so you can get more funded. Yeah. Uh, which is dumb. So Capitalism in our education yeah. system. So I dropped my ed major about a year and a half ago. Uh, part of my major, but I'd already taken up English classes. So I was like, oh, I like the program. I'll stay with English. And it took a year off of me graduating. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can get an entire master's in that year it would take me to get my end. Yeah. Why would I do that? Yeah, um, yeah so I, I don't know. It's 
It's been fine. I really kick myself over how awful commuting out there is every day. It's, um, it's expensive, And, like, too. you, you want to live out there in the apartments after the, even the dorms are expensive. But the apartments, dude, they have, it's like, uh, who were we talking to? Was, uh, I'm not going to name drop, but who was it that was saying they were, oh, it was Justin. Justin was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not going to name drop. Well, it, Justin. It was, like, it was someone from a different class, but Justin's in our class. Okay. Justin was saying how he paid, like, something like 75 bucks a month for a uh, garbage out there in his apartment. Yeah. That's outrageous. Oh, my yeah, God. I don't think it was that high. But it was it, it was definitely more than you should be paying for garbage. Well, and you know that the, the college owns the land that most of the apartment complexes are built on. They're making money off of renting those out. Like, oh, Eagle Point? Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't look it up. I didn't know we'd be talking about the housing out there. But, like, Eagle Point, I think for a... If you want to split a four-bedroom apartment, the total for the apartment's like over two grand mm-hmm. you want to do a, oh my you want, you want to do a studio out there it's like 1200 bucks i did i tell you guys that i looked at the apartments at the schoolhouse loss out there mm-hmm. and like so you could choose a bedroom without a window for <sighs> for i think it was 400 and then if you wanted the window it was an extra hundred dollars Oh and it's like, God. and so I'm, I'm like walking up. Prisons. Yeah. yeah, I was weird. I was walking up, like going to check whatever. this place out. There's yeah. like in people's rooms, there was like vodka bottles lined up along the window and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to fucking live here. Yeah, that's a no go. Yeah, I mean that that's just uh, that sounds bad. As I was thinking, I was gonna say that's ridiculous. Like twelve hundred dollars for a studio, like oh, right, no, right here. So oh. right now they have a two bedroom that's available, but it's two bed one bath for eight oh nine. So like that's your like base rent. That's not including utilities. I was gonna say that that already is twenty five dollars more a month than I spend living up on fifty seventh and Regal. With all of our utilities and stuff here for a two bed two bath, it's this is a pretty big apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this living area is humongous. It's like eleven hundred square feet. Uh, it's one thousand forty five. Yeah. yeah, total. So yeah. Um, she has autism so she remembers that <laughs> yeah, this um, brain woman i guess i guess i should be like more i guess i shouldn't say that <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah nice maybe we'll, we'll just bleep that yeah the two bed one bath is 844 square feet wow wow what? that's that's yeah that's tiny um, That's about the same size as being a nice studio. Yeah, yeah, we pay about a dollar per square foot. Actually, a little bit less. Uh, yeah, less than a dollar per square foot in this house, and then it's cheaper than that, like with all of our utilities and shit. And Cheney's in the fucking oh, middle of nowhere. Have you ever looked at like Cheney on Craigslist, like apartments out in Cheney? They look sketchy as hell. Oh, uh, I have a friend who lived in the ones right behind, like, Sinyaminsu, the newer dorms for the URC. Mm-hmm. God, those ones were shitholes. Mm-hmm. You would walk in there and it's like, hey, are we doing meth in the bathroom? Like, what the fuck's happening? Well, I mean, like, even, I was going to say, and even past that, like, if it's that bad, you got to think, like, what are you paying in heating in the winter? Because mm-hmm. it's like, Cheney gets freaking cold out there. Yeah, it's, it's desert. Well, I, yeah. I can't even imagine Cheney because when I lived in Medical Lake, and like same thing, kind of a smaller town. There's not much out there. Our electric bill for two people in a tiny, tiny ass house got almost up to two hundred bucks a month. Jesus, because oh they're a small God. town. There's only one company, and they can charge you if you need it because you're the yeah. only company out there. Yeah. So, 
I can't even imagine two years. That sounds awful. Yeah. I think ultimately, if I did it over again, I would do two years of community college no. and then go to Eastern and no. just finish out my last two years at Eastern. Yeah. If I, if I knew when I started that I was going to end up in the English program, I definitely would have done two years at SFCC yeah. or SFCC. Have, have you guys ever been to the SFCC campus? Oh, it's, really nice. yeah. it's so nice yeah. and everybody's so friendly. It's yeah. like you would make friends like right away and yeah. everybody, mm-hmm. and like there's people, it feels like people give a shit about mm-hmm. being there. Yeah. And it's like. that. That's where I did my year of college really? at SFCC. Okay. And uh, the coolest thing for me was I could go into my film classes 20 minutes before and there would be people in there willing to just BS about film. Yeah. Like, nothing wow. important. Mm-hmm. And it, it made it feel like, for, for me at least, it was like, I don't want to go to school for school, mm-hmm. but I actually want to go to school for film because like I'm learning stuff and the people that I'm bouncing ideas off of actually give me a critique and mm-hmm. so does my professor. But, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. obviously didn't keep me there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's still recording. Anyway, so uh, one of the main topics I wanted to get into today is we're talking about Eastern is um, the huge budget cuts coming this way mm-hmm. uh, for Eastern. The last uh, this last June, we started off the school year um, with a three point six million dollar budget cut, and I often ask myself why. And then perfect timing just for when I was having you guys over. I think it was KXLY. Yeah. Um, did an article about how Eastern this upcoming June is going to have a, another $3.5 million budget cut. What? That's over $7 million that has been cut in the last two years. And and they're increasing our our tuition. I, I mean, rightfully so, if they're getting these big of budget cuts. Um, so I did, I did some quick maths um, on it. I know we're English majors, <laughs> but I did uh, math on it. And so... This in 2018, Eastern had 10,548 undergraduates enrolled. Last year, that dropped to 10,264 students. So they lost 200. <laughs> 284 fewer students in just one year. That's that's big, but like it's not with 10,000 students, it's not huge. That's that's less than two percent. Yeah, it's 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 nothing. Yeah, and it's like 1.8 percent. That, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, well, people, like, when I graduated high school, I was the biggest class in the high school because yeah. kids, our parents just had more babies that yeah. year. That's, we were, like, 100 kids bigger than any other class in high school. It was cold during the ice storm. It was very cold. <laughs> <during the ice. laughs> uh, stay warm. Cuffing season. God. <laughs> um, yeah, and so uh, I did some math. Um, in-state tuition for Eastern this year, with raised prices, I don't know what it was for 2018. I was too lazy to do that effort of research. Um, it was tuition in state for a year is seven thousand four hundred sixty one dollars. Pretty cheap for an in state tuition mm-hmm. for at a public university. Yeah. Now two hundred eighty four students not coming back times the seven thousand four hundred sixty one dollars in tuition only adds up to two million one hundred eighteen thousand nine hundred twenty four dollars so that is a 1.5 million dollar difference in the budget cut versus how much tuition is lost mm-hmm. um it's huge 1.5 million dollars is huge and that's not even adding on the upcoming budget prep cut correct no uh yeah because we haven't got the numbers for how few undergrads are enrolled this year hmm. um yeah, and so if, if there's even fewer, but I would assume there's fewer because there's 
So, do you think some of the math on that is they include like students living in college dorms, students buying campus food? Like that's two hundred and eighty-four less rooms they're filling out. Out, like, out, of, out of state tuition is something like twenty-four thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. Versus it's three. It's almost three times more than what in state tuition. Yeah. Um, I don't. Really I don't feel like we have a lot of out of state. No. We I don't. I don't think I've heard. I've met a lot of people from the west side of Middlesbrough. Yeah. I've met a lot of people out of state. Yeah. That's I've met a lot of people from the west side too. And, and I tried doing the research. Like I got a lot of those stats besides my quick math. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. English major does math. Thank you. It's very rare. Is it a full moon today? Yeah. <laughs> Mercury's in retrograde. That's right. <laughs> it's a cold day in hell. <laughs> um, no, like that's that's a lot of money, and a lot of the students I meet, I are from Washington. Whether Spokane or the West Side, yeah. Yakima is a big one. Um, that's what they say. I usually say Yakima or Yakima. Yeah. It's Yakima. 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 So I don't know. I couldn't find stats on like they'll tell you male to female percentage, which is fucking weird. Yeah. It's like what our, is the percentage? It's like forty-five percent to fifty-five. Hmm. Male to female, or yeah. Okay, so more females than yeah. Okay. It's weird that Eastern. I don't know that binary in itself is weird. That that's the percentage. That yeah. Are like that's yeah. That's but they, but I could not for the life of me uh, just googling. I probably did it five different ways. Find trying to find out the in-state versus out-of-state students. And they couldn't. They yeah. couldn't do that. I couldn't find it. The the male to female thing. I think is because it like it helps people decide if that's an environment they'd want to be comfortable in. Yeah. It's the, just, in this like political climate, it's I, weird to like choose to do those percents. I saw it immediately, and I thought of a frat kid going, "Oh, I can go there and crush a lot of puss." Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> nice ratio. No, but like, yeah. um, I talked to a couple girls at Western because that was like a big thing they focused on. It's like how many girls went there, how many gay students they had, things like that. And several of the, the the women I talked to at Western were like, "Yeah, I was really stoked about those statistics because it like made me feel more comfortable about going to college." Where, frankly, sexual harassment and sexual assault happens pretty frequently do we want to get into the whole sexual assault going on in the dorms out of eastern or do we want to hold off on that for a minute i'm gonna use the bathroom first and then I'll... <laughs> i feel like we should have like what all both of our females here when we talk about sexual yeah, assault yeah. so it doesn't feel like we're man <laughs> things yeah. that yeah. spread as wide as i can tell you what i know <laughs> yeah. my whole thing with like the how many percentage women, how many percentage males, it just forces your student population to pick when a lot of those, not a lot of students, but some students are like, they don't identify with a specific gender. And so I, I, I feel like they would like, probably exclude those from the, the ratio. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, people that are like, it's just weird. I know, that. it's just like weird to like, like I understand girls wanting to go to campus and seeing like, oh, there's a heavy woman population, like that makes you feel safe. But if that's the only statistic that you're giving is male versus female. Right. Then I think that that's... So there was also, like, how many people are employed within, like, three years of graduating or something. And that makes sense, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the year... That, that was, like... Well, I think that was both the statistics. Showed. I don't think there was really anything more than that. All, all they're trying to do is sell you on the college. It's yeah. not It's not a yeah. statistic for, like, good staff purposes. It's literally, like, come here because of these reasons. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, it's... They're, 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 College is there to make money. Yeah, and it's a business. They, uh, especially like a public university, they rely not only on the tuition but like state funding too. Yeah, that's why they're allowed to be so fucking cheap. 
because um, if the state had no funding, then it would be paying out the year for tuition, mm -hmm. even in state. Mm -hmm. um, it, but you know, I'm not going to go full with Bernie Stant Sanders in the podcast and be like, "No, it should be free," mm -hmm. even though it's like it should be. But like anyway, yeah. we don't have to talk about that. I, I mean, the, the the easy solution, in my opinion, or my eyes, is that I feel like Eastern doesn't do a good job. Um, balancing its budget or like spit like that day that we went out there and they were using a flipping helicopter to dry off the soccer yeah. field yeah, i remember sitting out there like, being like is that a do i hear a fucking helicopter around this like we have yeah. a soccer field yeah and that's the thing is they were having a big soccer tournament and so instead of just saying like in hey, march in march yeah hey unfortunately it rained pretty heavy last night our astroturf soccer field is wet we'll have to push the tournament out or Where's something the soccer field uh, so you know where the computer science building is? Yeah, it's across the main street. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Like the other side of the football field. Yeah. And so their big solution was to pay a helicopter yeah. pilot to come and fly a helicopter over the field to dry it off. That's See, bizarre. like it, like it's goddamn far. It, it, I guess it makes sense. It's a farming community. Yeah. It's not your goddamn crops that you're yeah. trying to dry on. Yeah. It's a soccer field. An astroturf soccer yeah. soccer field. Well, that's what's weird. Is like my, so my brother plays baseball and he plays at um, Columbia Basic Community College in Tri Cities. Mm -hmm. And so they they travel to other schools and not all of them. Are, I don't believe all of them are community colleges. And he was saying like they like squeegee off and clean off their own field. Yeah. Right. Like if it's turf, like. They have, dirt. they have you players can, go out. Yeah. Yeah, you can go, the players go out and do that. You mm -hmm. know, they clean their own field. Like, you why can get is like so a hard? pseudo Zamboni that yeah. does that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm serious. It's we like have a fan fucking, driver. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We have an ice rink. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's a, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> so it's, like, it's weird. Like, oh, let's choose a helicopter when, like, if they really want to play, they can do it themselves, too. 100%. Like, oh, there's so many things there. Yeah. Yeah, give them each one of those squeegee brooms and have them line up and just walk across. Like, yeah, yeah. They're, so not only are they building a new science building, which is obviously to draw in new students, because mm -hmm. our current science building is outdated as hell. So instead of going in and updating an existing building that hasn't been updated since the seventies, they're building a new one for. I think when I was in the science building taking geology, my professor at the time said it was going to be strictly for the labs. I don't know if it was kept that way. But, That's what I heard too. Yeah, it's going to be strictly for the labs that they do for any of their science programs. And they're building this new building <laughs> just to draw in more students. They have an existing science building. Uh, so, I, I, like, what's that going to say? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> do we own a cow? <laughs> anyway. Okay. And fr frankly, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Frankly, no support. I know. Eastern isn't known for being a science college. Yeah. I, I think that's what it's trying to do is try to get something on there for like STEM and stuff. But why? Why not? Why not you go after your strong suit? Like, Western is a liberal arts college and it's known for being a liberal arts college. So, what do they do? They slap a bunch of statues on their campus, they make all of their arts programs top of the line. And then everything else gets the last end of the budget because that's not what kids go to school. Right? I mean, yeah, shit. Owen switched from microbiology mm -hmm. to poli sci. Poli sci. Who would have fucking guessed that? Like, you know, what? Uh, Eastern's a writing school, right? Eastern is. Uh, it started off being like education, yeah. Um, and it's kind of stayed that way. It still prides itself on being like the top education. I gotta dance around my feelings about it because I. Professors that are high in the education program, but um, 
yeah, it, that's what it's known for. And I, I, they're trying to restructure it in the best ways that they can, but I still feel like it's lacking. Yeah. Uh, like there, there are programs out there where they're not getting enough funding or attention that even like the ones they pride themselves the most on are failing. Yeah. And like kids aren't kids aren't returning to Eastern. Um, if we're getting those big of budget cuts from four, five hundred students missing seven million dollars, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So would you say this might be the death throes of a college just trying to go out and say we got stuff? Well, we can. You should come here. We, we have. We just got a, We just got a new football field right before we started college. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made the turf red and all that. Shit yeah, that right. Talking about. They just approved uh, funding to build a new stadium elsewhere in, in, on campus. Why? Did you know that? Eastern has one of the nicest like football fields just <laughs> on the side of the Not state. Not to mention you can't do colored turf anymore. Yeah. That's a that's a, a, a yeah. rule in well, college football. If you were to watch it, yeah, it's super distracting yeah. and hard to watch. Not to mention you weren't even the first to do it. BYU played that shit first. Yeah, mm-hmm. it blew. It was like, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I mean. I, I just I think I think that like if, if you're if you're no like people that are gonna get into sciences are gonna like if they're really into science they're gonna be looking at like Berkeley and some of the, the bigger science colleges. Like Eastern first off isn't gonna appeal to that many out of state students because for that price of tuition you can go to a lot prettier, like more interesting campuses than out in Cheney. Yeah. Um but it, it, like just uh, stick to what you're good at, I guess, and like put your money in that. Yeah, I because our education department needs to be updated terribly. Yeah, that building is ancient. Oh, super old. Um, yeah, it, it shares a building. Yeah, yeah, with the com- is it calm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how, that's the only reason I know is because I was in that building all the time. It's the, the Martin and mm-hmm. oh, the yeah, it's one right across from that, that parking lot. Yeah. Um, it's just like an ugly old that, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's right across from the library. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, the right. And the schools that these people are going to be teaching in are keeping updated because the state funds them entirely. So they're mm-hmm. getting smart boards. They're getting... This, like, public schools? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... At least in our area. From what I know... District 81 just laid off 396 employees um, back in uh, April or yeah. so. And 180 of those are teachers. Damn. Yeah, and then they laid off other non-essential staff. I guess I'm just going off of like West Valley. Like yeah. West Valley stays pretty updated. West Valley's, yeah. yeah, they have the funding to build a school. Yeah. Thank you, Northwood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> CV, CV is another big one. One of my mom's friends, total asshole, posted on Facebook um, <laughs> the other day that he's like talking about how uh, he's not going to vote for Mead. Uh, he, his daughter's went to Mass Um He's not. He's not going to vote for the increase in funding need for his property tax to go up, which is like 0.01% or 0.1% increase in property tax, because he thinks that they're too green, uh, because they just got a raise in pay. My, their minimum wage for a starting teacher just went up to $40,000. <laughs> that's that's the starting pay for a teacher now. It was less. There was no minimum limit on it really before. My brother down the lacrosse, he was making <laughs> Thirty-two thousand dollars. Okay, that's uh, fucking wild. That's nothing. That's it's pennies. That's dirt. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, lacrosse. That's four thousand dollars more than me working as a server. Yeah, yeah. 
That's and he went to fucking college. He, went, he paid for five years of college. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so he's like, they're too greedy on like wanting to get more money. And it's just like, our edu- the public education system is so outdated. It's fucked. Dude, there are so many issues with it, and funding is the damn near the tippy top of it. And I don't. Funding schools on property tax is just a fucked up way in general. That, that's that's uh, goddamn racism right there. Right? That's what it creates. Yeah. It's institutional racism basing it on property tax. Yeah. Um, that, well, that's where that starts from. But I mean, like, it, the, the irony in the statement is that's greed in, yeah, in itself. To, he wants to keep his 0.1% of property tax. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. You can't and claim. He, he's a state employee, also. <laughs> yeah, and, shocker. Yeah, so but it's not only you know it, like irony; it's also democracy. Washington is a red state. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Um. <laughs> so yeah, he's a state employee, and they they're constantly fighting to like trying to get pay raises because they get them like once a decade, and they go this like two point five percent pay raise. That's they get cost of living, and then like barely anything on top of it. Yeah. And, and he's like, is mocking, uh, calling, trying to call out fellow state employees and yeah. shit. Somebody who probably makes close to six figures a year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know how much he makes. Yeah. Um, I, I can say he's probably the upper 50, if not around there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. I don't know. How do we get so far off track? Well, we're talking pretty much. So, we're, yeah, we're, where did that even start? Well, we're talking about how they're... They're what? spending so much money on the... They're trying to increase their programs that are not good out there. Mm-hmm. They're trying to increase funding and get more attention to those, but they're not... They're not paying attention to the programs that are actually doing well, yeah. and they're letting those die. Like our English program. What are you... Oh, I was trying to figure out how much I paid for state tuition. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, our uh, English program is doing really well. The students in there are super smart. Most of them leave. Most of them, like, leave, go out and find jobs. If not, they're just going. That's the thing, is they co-teach with uh, the education program. So English is needed for the education program, yet it also feels like it's going to be dying here soon, and it's not already dying. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. It, it blows my mind that we're getting decreasing in funding as money is losing value and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I, I don't, like, 500 less students come, and so you're going to pull money from a university? Like, yeah, like, doesn't make sense. No. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to... I mean, I obviously have some issues with it, if that's not made clear. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It, like, new prof- Why would a new professor want to come teach at Eastern if they do a little bit of research and see that their job, if they come teach first year, will be on the line if there's less students that are coming? Yep. As, it, they have no they influence. The class. They, yeah. Yeah. they have no influence on that. It's yeah. Eastern's administration and you know, uh, public relations that I guess are in charge of promoting themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, where that funding goes, I, I don't see it. I don't yeah. see it in my program. Well, they're not going to cut the big money makers. 
Yeah. Eastern make or, uh, Eastern's football makes them a shitload of money. So you bet your sweet buns that twenty two million dollars are going towards a new stadium. Yep. Weird. We don't even need a new one though. Well, yeah, we do. <gasps> we gotta get better football players, and there's more people watch. Dude, that guy just went down and played for the Los Angeles Rams a couple years ago. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Los Angeles has a team now. What? <laughs> Two of them. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't, and like, the arguments always made is like, well, the sports funding is kept separate from like the education funding, and it's like, okay, but like that's $22 million that could be utilized mm-hmm. in the school. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of problems with the sports departments of a lot of college universities. Uh, dude, the amount of times in my general requirements classes that they just like, <laughs> they show up, take the easy yep. sports classes, and the professors felt forms and they're there for like four classes yep. the quarter. Yep. And they pass them. It's like, yep. yeah, they're, I don't know. Yeah. So the, the colleges, the, 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 the coaches will call the professors and be like, we need this kid to play because he's going to win us this game. You know, like. Yeah. At, at one point, like, through. it's not like, at, like chattel slavery, but at what point is it slavery that like those kids are just being utilized for money making deals for a university and they're not getting paid? I, I don't know if I would use the, the word slavery because I think a lot of those kids are hoping for the same thing. Like, a lot of those kids get into college ball because they hope to go on to something greater. Definitely. Like, so they're, 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 they know they're being used just as much as they're using the system. Like, yeah. they're like, I'm just going to college strictly so I can get picked up by a headhunter to be on a, an NFL team or an NBA team. Yeah. And that happens, I mean, that doesn't happen very often, though. I was going to say, but I think I think the reverse is true, too. My my middle brother, he went to MSU, another big sky college, yeah. city conference. Um, and he went there not wanting to go to the NFL at all, but wanting, hey, I just want to get a good education, and I don't want to play football, so I'll use that to pay for it. And he couldn't make it very far before people were telling him, maybe you should start sticking to, like, lower-end classes just so you can keep playing. Rather than really being like, oh, you want to be an athlete and an academic, we'll push you into harder classes. So I think there's something involved or something with that where it's like, let's keep them at the low level, just where they're passing, and then make them play sports so yeah. that we make our money off of it. Yeah, you're jeopardizing a quality education just so you can make the college more money. Sports are hard to balance. I mean, sports, it's sports, sports and education is. A- Almost as tough as balancing a full time job in education because you're, I mean, you're dedicated to the team. You're practicing all the time. You're absolutely, yeah, yeah, working out. It's not just like the big name sports, too. Mm -hmm. It's any sport, any any college is going to take up a lot of your time. Mm -hmm. It's wild that I I thought, I thought, I started thinking about this when I started college that sports are so heavily connected to education um, throughout all of your school life until mm-hmm. you are, if you're good enough, you make the pros and then suddenly it's not tied to any education. Yeah. So, yeah. Like what, what is the need for it to be tied to a like schooling degree? Like you go through high school and it's like, yeah, but you could have done club, like you're still paying for it. Like you paid $500 to do football in the fall yeah. in high school. Like why are you paying the school money to go do this when you could be doing a private league or something like mm-hmm. why is there a need to have that unless it's just there to make money for the school i think it's that and it's that's the traditional way of scouting players mm-hmm. you would yeah. scout private leagues because 
I think there's a sentiment that it's like if you go to private leagues, it's because you aren't cut out to play professional. Because a lot of kids get scouted from high school, yeah, out of college. I mean, it's just a, it's a it's a it's a. But play. if it if it was not connected at all, then they'd be scouting private leagues all the time. Yeah, yeah. and I think that might be better. But then you might miss out on people that they man they can throw a football, but holy shit, he's the next brain surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's yeah. it's picking up shooting with the military. Yeah. yeah. Um kind of <laughs> kind of. I guess if you're doing ROTC it's a little bit different. But. Yeah. And they all they also just treat you like they're all equally useless, no matter how good you are. <laughs> yeah. Sam has a lot of military background in his family. <laughs> It's fun. Just for... Mm-hmm. I was treated mostly useless most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we want to continue our gripes. Um, we have anything <laughs> else we want to go into besides... I, I We can keep talking about the allocation of money. Um, I think I think it's time we touch on... You want to do... We, we do life. I was going to say, I don't want to get into anything too rough, but I'm interested to hear what's been going on at the, at the dorms because... I haven't heard anything out of Eastern. The sexual assaults going on. Yeah, there. and I've, I've I lived in a dorm for years, so I have some. Well, you're you're the one of us that has lived in a dorm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Kenzie did too her freshman year, but was any of you that bad? Depended on the dorm you lived in. What, now, why why did it depend on the dorms? Well, so like my dorm had all the football players in the basement of it, <laughs> so. <laughs> We just keep them chained up down there until they're ready to play. Like, they're not slaves. Yeah. <laughs> my dorm was right next to the state. Um, so my dorm was like way off of like the, the main strip of campus. I was not next to like any of the popular stuff, um, like food wise or anything. Any of the classes, there's like one, maybe two buildings that actually taught classes near my dorm. The rest you had to walk. Like, and my campus was a mile long, and I was on the far end of one mile of it. Um, so we had all of the football players. That was the dorm that they stayed in because it was right by the stadium where they practiced and everything. So like the depending on how close you were to that floor depended on like what, how much you're like you party in our dorm specifically, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of your relationships with those type of people changed because like it was a co-ed dorm, but like that floor was all men, and then my floor was all women. Mm-hmm. But then two and three was mixed. So, mm. like, one wing would be women, and then one wing would be men, the other one would be women, and then men, and then women, and then men. Because it was, like, a, it peered out, like, uh, For audio listeners, Kenzie's dropping back. <laughs> yeah. So, it was, like, how did my door look? Anyway, but anyway, so there was like, it was weird. You would get lost. It was like, like a X circle in the middle, like, and yeah. it was kind of like an X. Yeah. So you had like A, B, C, and mm-hmm. D. Okay. Um, but it didn't, it wasn't an X. I don't know. I know what you're trying I to say. I can't try yeah. to draw it because it was but, weird. Was it almost like two diamonds and then a circle in the middle? It was more like, like. It's it's a really good map. I'm just confused <laughs> by the part that says, here there be dragons. What, what does that mean? <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to look it up. All right. But, um, yeah, so, That's like, just a penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, like, there was our, like, big honcho dorm that was, like, multiple stories high. Like, mine was hey, four. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can grab me a reunion. Yeah. So you need, and one for Vance, too. 
Anyway, um, so that dorm was like the party dorm. That's yeah. where all any like sexual assaults happened. That was see. nine times out of ten. Whatever you got. So like it really, and then there was like we had um, one dorm that was like LGBTQ plus friendly. Mm-hmm. So like that was a pretty safe dorm um, comparatively to some other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the honors room. So it was all honor students. They had suites, and so like the atmospheres are different in all the dorms. Hundred percent. So that's it. Really depended on where you lived on campus. Uh, it's time to interrupt the podcast for a word from our sponsors. This podcast Ooh. brought to you by Rainier. <laughs> <laughs> Out here, it's, it's Rainier. Rainier. <laughs> We're good Washington boys and girls here. You can tell. I'm gonna get a copyright. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't say the motto. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a radioactive symbol. Yes. For the audio listeners, it looks like a radioactive For the audio symbol. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah That's so the like, sound of refreshment. <laughs> the like, center of it was where like, there was a computer lab in one, and the other one was just like a study room, and then a computer lab. And then the fourth floor, that's where like, like the four, the fourth, the first floor, which was technically the basement, mm-hmm. what didn't have all. All the wings, it only had stuff like there's the football wing and there's it was missing wings because that's where like the laundry rooms were. So, um, yeah, it was, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Like the closer you were to the bottom, and if you were closer to like, the ball wing, was like your experience was different than if you were like top floor or further away from the ball players. It's kind of how uh, the freshman dorm sounded in Pedicure, um, yeah. Anyway. Um. I also lived in a co-ed dorm, um, but it was by four, so it was like girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, um, so on, all the way up to the ninth floor. Uh, but what was weird about our dorm, we were one of the few dorms on the campus, there was only three dorms that were co-ed, um, and, and everybody that got into that dorm, un- unbeknownst to me, because I just picked that dorm because it was a good location on campus, it like knew what they were getting into and like they th- that was kind of wanted and then the dorm uh did a pretty good job if i can say that that's a bad way to put it but did a good job of like facilitating that like there was a lot of like mixers and like mm-hmm. dorm events that were about like you could meet your potential partner here you know like it was about like we know we're co-ed and we know that you guys are hooking up let's like facilitate that a little bit um and maybe make it more like finding your partner i was uh, gonna say like classic american parents recoil and horror no yeah he's going to college to do that yeah i don't believe it but it's also exactly yeah. what i expect from them yeah <laughs> um and then i mean like the 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 i guess the nice thing about western is because it's such a hyper hyper liberal college a lot of there's a lot of respect that goes on there. I mean, it's a it's a clothing optional campus, which is wild. What? Yeah, it's a completely clothing optional campus. You can show up to class naked. You just have to let your professor know. And then if um, a student in the class like says, hey, this makes me uncomfortable, I prefer not to sit next to a naked person. Has anybody ever come to the class naked mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Okay. What? Um, I, I used to, like, people would, oops, people would suntan outside my dorm fully naked. Um, there was a, there was a whole, a whole week about like the desexualization of breasts and at the end of the week, this girl well, gave, what if I like breasts? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, what if I don't want to desexualize yeah. them? Um, but like, I mean, it was like all over, like our, our campus, uh, newspaper was published with like the whole, the, the whole front cover was just a bunch of students 
female students lined up with their tops off. Their heads were cut off. Like, you couldn't see their faces. Wow. But it was just, like, wow. their boobs on the front cover of the, the um, school newspaper. And then at the end of that week, uh, one of the students gave a campus-wide speech. Like, anybody was welcome. She gave a, a speech about the sexualization of breasts completely topless. Like, she gave her whole speech topless. Um, wow. Well, so, yeah, there was a lot of respect as far as, like... I make jokes to, like, that's cool that she... Can do that. Yeah, and, well, and, and like, and the whole that, that was the whole point is like at the end she started like asking the females in the audience like critical thinking questions like things like when I said this during the speech what did you think and then she asked that to men and a lot of the men were like uh, uh, I didn't catch that part or uh, and it was, she was like exactly because you were so distracted by the fact that I'm topless and she's like and I'm, I'm making a like I don't mean to make you feel bad because like obviously this is bizarre even if you're not sexualizing me like. It's weird that I'm up here with my, my boobs out. But she's like, that's the point I'm trying to make is like, it's become such a focal point and so distracting. I'm getting way off topic. Um, but well, I mean, like, yeah, off topic, but like, you can thank the United States censorship. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a lot of weird, interesting movements through that year. Like, we had um, a, a group of girls uh, that cut just the nipples out of their shirts. <laughs> so it wouldn't show their boob, but you could see just a nipple. And the whole point was like, why is this the part that like it's okay if if everything is uncovered except the nipple like why is that the part that's weird but when i'm wearing a shirt and you just see my nipple it's not a big deal a lot of interesting stuff but um all i can think is god that would get cold god that would get cold after a while yeah you're just constantly able to cut diamonds yeah i I appreciate the sentiment don't get me wrong but it's just like what point do you choose political position over just like fuck it's 32 degrees out yeah. here i'm sick of this shit i mean that's the i i take it that's probably part of the point though. yeah, yeah probably. Was, i mean there was a lot of like there was girls that did um nipple pasties yeah. so they wore pasties but the pasties were a nipple mm-hmm. and like yeah it, it, interesting stuff like that um but the 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 really kind of i don't know what the word i'm looking for is an interesting part about a co-ed dorm is that because that's kind of the expectation and everybody realizes like we're in a co-ed dorm there's gonna be a lot of sex that goes on uh a lot of claims of like he was too forceful or like he kind of pushed his way into my room um we we did things when we were intoxicated that i wish we wouldn't have done like a lot of those claims kind of go unrecognized um simply because they're like you knew what you were getting yeah, into. Like, yeah, you chose this dorm and it's boy, girl, boy, girl. There's so, no curfew. There's no nothing. Well, like, like, what if you don't choose that dorm, though? You know? Like, what if that's like you, what you did, where you just tossed yourself into it and suddenly you're like, you put yourself at risk being victim of, like, you, you don't put yourself there. The college puts you there. Right. Being an at-risk victim of rape, if that's, like, just saying that's expected is, like, not a good excuse. No, no. Um, and luckily there was that, that shit happened when we were freshmen like I would go hang out with um, you know uh, up in one of my friends that went to Eastern with us freshman year she lived in the dorms I, I can never remember them but they're up the street from the URC the beer cans no they're not the beer cans they're up the other way towards like some Yamasu oh yeah, yeah. Still, uh, like two or three of them mm-hmm. they usually put like exchange students in them and mm-hmm. stuff that, that shit happened in that place where it was, there were claims of like he, he was too forceful or we were fucked up in my dorm room and like one thing happened to another and I didn't really want to, but like it yeah. happened. That, that shit happened on the nightly up there. Yeah. So. And I, you know, I like, 
I hate to call those those rape claims. Like I hate I hate to put the word rape with that because I think that takes the value out of the word rape. I think we I think, I think we, it's sexual at least sexual assault. Sexual assault, absolutely. Um, but I I I, I really I t- as much as I hated it when I was younger, I get it now. For Whitworth, Whitworth has a curfew, and they're 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 gender separated um, dorms, and like RNs go around at curfew, and they make sure that there's no person of an opposite gender in your room. I, uh, isn't that kind of what colleges should be doing in an age where everything is so I don't know like this? It's like a public university like Eastern, it puts itself at risk by not enforcing those, those curfews. But at the same time, people have such a huge backlash against mm-hmm. them. But like, what 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 do they do is like Eastern, we're, we're, we're right now sitting down and talking recorded. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready to go into sexual assault at Eastern. Like, that's a topic we're going to be talking about. That's obviously a known one because it's, I've never witnessed it firsthand. Yeah. Um, like it's it's come around to me and it's become that big of an issue. I've never lived out in Cheney. Yeah. And it's become that big of an issue that we're gonna sit down and talk about that. Yeah. Um like that so why why not enforce a curfew that, you know uh, I, I I think that would protect a lot more students. It, and, and it would protect their image too. Yeah. yeah. And it would keep the honest people honest. Like, cause if if you don't want somebody in your room, when the RN comes around and is like, hey, it's curfew you know joe schmo needs to get out of here you're gonna be like thank you like yep yeah see you joe but if like you'll find ways to sneak around and like get behind it if you want that person yeah you know if, you, if you're yeah if you're wanting I, to invite that sort of up at whitworth I, I know people who go up there and they drink and have edibles and shit all the time oh, yeah oh yeah. yeah i was gonna say not not to not to be the voice supporting anything I, bad I, we are all open to disagree Okay. And like, I'm, I'm not necessarily agreeing with like, there needs to be a curfew put in place on adults. Yeah, because like, I was going to say that that's where my thing comes in. Obviously, like, I I, I support like a RA or RN coming around and being like, hey, this guy's supposed to be here. Do you want me to kick him the fuck out? But I also, there's a level of like, I'm 22 and I pay my money to live here. Yeah. I can do it. I'll do what I want in my own apartment yeah. or room. Oh, under I, and I get that that is. Those are generally two completely different scenarios. Yeah, but you know, you place like Eastern, you ask the RNs and stuff to do that. But there, we were talking to you were talking to someone because I heard this story from Kenzie that she was talking to someone that was a uh, like floor advisor, whatever you want to talk about, call those um, out of Eastern, and they weren't getting their paychecks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so like, why would they go around and do their job at all if they're not getting paid? Yeah, there was a period of time where the, the RAs out at Eastern, their paychecks weren't coming in on time. And so like, they were working, but they weren't getting paid at all for it or anything. So. Yeah. Speaking uh, as the sibling of two unnamed Gonzaga security, or as the yeah brother of two unnamed Gonzaga security guys, I know for a while there, they didn't get their paychecks during the summer. So their thought was, Obviously, if there's an actual crime going on, I'm going to respond to it, but some kid's locked out of his dorm. Why should I deal with that at 2 in the morning when I'm not getting paid to deal yeah, with it? Yeah, I mean, why would you? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I understand that. Like, that's, if if you feel that it's your obligation because society tells you to, that's just buying into, like, fucking capitalism right there. That's mm-hmm. 
you're doing a job unpaid because you think it's for the better of you. Like, no. had drunk kids locked out of his dorms, yeah, you should do it because you have the keys to go do it. And, like, ethically, you should. Mm-hmm. But you're also still getting, supposed to be getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I know that there's also a lot of sentiment from said security guards of, like, that drunk kid guy got locked out of his dorm. Probably teach him not to get locked out of his dorm again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I don't know. Like, but, and... Eastern, we I, there was a time when we were freshmen. We were getting emails like once a month in the fall mm-hmm. about sexual assaults yeah. going on on campus. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were there too. Yeah. Um, the, the dude taking pictures of girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has that like that note? Or I guess not notoriety. Has that note like a uh, notification died off? Have you stopped getting those now? I don't get them as much. I I, uh, I whatever comes through my email, I see. I don't know where else to go looking for those notifications about Eastern alerts. Um, I know there's an app you can download, but like, fuck, I'm almost graduated. I'm not going to download an app yeah. for three months, create an account to just figure out like what rapes are going on. Because I don't live out in Eastern. Um, I can't. I'm not the police. Also, the yeah, lately come out yeah. like the morning after. But yeah. yeah, has there been any like statistics about it, uh, or is it just? If I did my research, but right now we're just going off word of mouth yeah. and what we have experienced. Yeah. Um, I I doubt you can find anything. On yeah. the EWU website. Oh, God. I no. think that should be forced. I think that should be like forced on the website of like the amount of like the worst shit. Yeah. Across like all the colleges. Across any college. Yeah. yeah it like, should be on just, their EDU website. Yeah, I agree. Because that is when you're looking at a college, you want to know is this a safe place to go? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the demographics? What are, you know. And, you know, talking to a couple students for a class at you last quarter, I think it was just one girl saying that she didn't feel safe because she was black. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine, uh, this is why I waited till the, both the women were back, but like, I couldn't imagine feeling comfortable walking across campus, living out there at night. Yeah. Um, like a dude, you walk, you can cut through like a, a sketchy ass park. With your night. headphones in yeah. and your hood on. Yeah. Like you're like cruising. Yeah. yeah it, it, like nine, more than nine times out of 10, you're not going to get fucked with. Just yeah. walk through any shady area. Yeah. Well, Cause no one knows if it's like, is that the guy who yeah. might fuck with <laughs> yeah. me? So I'm not going to mess with him. Yeah. yeah, I definitely feel a lot safer. I felt a lot safer at NAU than I did Eastern. And NAU is a bigger campus. Really? Why, why is that? Well, so NAU had, um, we had a bus system that went through our campus that was outside of City Bus. So City Bus had two bus stops in our campus that went from like basically Walmart and Maine Flagstaff to downtown Flagstaff. But then NAU itself had its own bus system that worked during the school day just to pack kids around campus because it was not long. It would take you a little bit to walk from one end to the other yeah. when your classes start, you know, 10 minutes apart. And granted, Eastern's not big enough to have a bus system. No, right. absolutely not. But at night, the students would volunteer to train how to be a bus driver. And we had our, our um, I don't remember what it was called now, but it was our, our nighttime bus route. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit altering. They went through the main apartments and went through the campus and went through downtown where all the barns are. And you could oh, take that bus to get from one end of campus. Like I usually took it to get to like the pool or to get to like the rec center to work out. But um, like you could hop on that bus and it would take you anywhere safely. Yeah. You know, they had buckets on there that you could throw up in if you were drunk. Like it was a pretty like open, like hey. they didn't really give <laughs> yeah. a shit. They were just trying to keep you safe, you know? And so I'm not laughing at uh Kenzie's subject. <laughs> uh Maisie's paw went down Sophia's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> genetically you're holding a wolf right now anyway, yeah. uh, so like i just i felt a lot safer because i knew that like 
if I needed to walk from like uh, my dorm, which was a mile to the edge of campus, which was then like half a mile to downtown, I could take the bus and get downtown safely yeah. without having to deal with any people. Yeah. You know? Um, so that Gross. Was, yeah. People. <laughs> but like, yeah. I just, I, know, I never felt unsafe but, there for that reason. I never felt unsafe waiting by the bus stops because they were all super well lit. Yeah. You know, the buses came semi-regularly through. Um, so yeah, I just never really had a problem with it. And I, you know, would go to the pool at like 10 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. you know, so. And going downtown. I felt safer heading downtown, leaving downtown. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm watched. Because the bus driver asks each individual person where they're going. Yeah. You know, I would never feel like if anyone followed me that I would be in any problem. This is a, this is a, a, a hot take and a bold statement. I'm just kind of going off of what I've gathered, my, my feelings. The, the, the big problem that I've seen with Eastern is truly and fundamentally like the rape culture there, which it's, which is, to say that there's a lot of community that will back you up if if claims come out both on the male and female side mm-hmm. like there's a lot of the community out there that like they're out there to party and have sex and so if there's something that comes out against you where it's like i was raped the first people to come out are not people that are like she was raped and we need to get to the bottom of this it's people going uh they were drinking it was, you know, we were having fun. She's fine, you know, like the Greek system is guilty of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's... They, they'll they'll have shit happen against their own members, and they'll be like, "Yeah, but you were drinking." Like, yeah, why would you... they victim yeah. blame. Yeah. 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 Well, even like if you know your frat brother did something, they're like, "Well, there's no way he would." Like, yeah. You know, he's in our community. Like, we don't do that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, because I got a friend with that type of experience out on Eastern, and she. It, it's not fun for her, you know. Luckily, the Eastern Police is really nice, mm-hmm. and I can vouch for that. E- Eastern know. Police are some of the nicest officers I've met. Yeah. It's the most. I think the police department out there is probably one of the most progressive parts of the campus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are you on the field? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I witnessed it happen in front of my eyes by both sexes. Mm-hmm. I was at a concert, and there was this guy who was dancing, and he like kept checking out this one girl, and this guy, his buddy, I assume fraternity, was like. Just go dance on her, man. Just walk up and start grinding up behind her. Oh, and uh, and I was like, that's not that's not at all what they want. Like, that's not how you treat women. And then what really blew my mind is I watched that unfold. So the guy's like, okay, you know, and he walks over and he starts dancing on the girl. And then the girl's friends are pushing her onto him. Like, oh. this is what you want. This is like wanted attention. And so it just creates this like, mentality of like this is how you meet people this is how you approach people instead of just walking up and being like hey joe like you know yeah 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 yeah. bullshit like normal people no you get your junk as close as you can to their oh yeah well vance it's so hard to go hey really great show we're having here tonight right yeah maybe just don't fucking talk to him like maybe at the concert is not the place to meet that person after the show's (laughs) over walk up and be like wow great show huh (laughs) like god and it, like it, it, it upset me so much because I was like really hoping that you know he would go over and try this, and obviously he didn't want to to begin with. So I don't, I don't have any hate it, towards him. It sucks that he's pushed. Into he's it. pushed into it, and then I was really hoping that the girls would like protect their, you know, their one that's getting assaulted essentially, yeah. and be like, don't, please don't touch her. No, they were like encouraging it, like, no, stay with him. He's cute. Like, and I just don't know how I feel about that. 
So if I might have my bold yet controversial statement of the night, it sounds like groupthink is kind of the problem here. It's like when you get into that group, especially with like a couple of alcohol or drugs, it's mm-hmm. like just do it, man. And that that seems to be kind the of social norms. Yeah. yeah, like like the the the, the, the reason that those girls probably encouraged it was because that's exactly how they met their boyfriend or the the person that they were intimate with for a while. And like, whether they liked it or not, that's how they ended up meeting their person. And then, and then you just create this mentality of like, oh, that's how this works. God. What, happened, what happened in the days of just going on the internet and being like, hey, does, does the same type of shit happen in the norms of just like, there's a lot of drinking and shit that goes on in there. And like, kind of, it's just like a group culture of like, nasty shit happens and no one talks about it because it's just kind of the norm for the group 100 100 for sure yeah and i i think there's there's some level of pressure um to like have that intimacy like hooking up is like kind of a bad excuse me a badge you wear of honor especially in the dorms like oh as a as a young adult there's so much culture there of just like counting how many condoms you go through Mm -hmm. that's weird for that's like expected of a male like in the society of just like you get breaking rights i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know man or you get made fun of you by jake no listen he's in and and, and, and i mean like i I obviously don't want to take away from the, the the struggle of women in the current climate but like it happens on both sides yeah like that's it's a it's a badge of honor for both both people yeah. like if you're i'm just speaking from my experience yeah if you're a good looking woman like and you you have sex with a guy like that guy's definitely gonna go around and be like i hit that and the, the, the vice versa like if you're a really good looking guy and a girl ends up being intimate with you like she's definitely gonna talk about how she was intimate with that guy and so it creates this culture of like trophy banging yeah yeah well i can't speak for <laughs> uh eastern too much just because i didn't live in their dorms um but at any and I can't imagine, like, I've seen it at other schools too, so I can't imagine Eastern's no different, but you have, like, an open-door policy the first, like, couple weeks where mm-hmm. you just, like, if you're home, you leave your dorm, dorm room open, like, to meet new friends and mm-hmm. stuff, and, like, at NAU, like, there were girls that leave their door open to meet other girls, but in all co- like, all the dorms were co-ed. Mm-hmm. So, like, a guy could walk up to your floor and be like, hey, what's up, and come in your room. And know where your room is. And know no, where yeah. your room is. Know, like, which side of the room is yours. Yeah. And, like, you sleep at night. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. And, like, and that also yeah. is a threat because, like, okay, your door's open all the time. Yeah. Anyone can come in, you know, and, like, there were cases where, like, you know, if a sexual assault did happen, other people on that floor were like, oh, well, they just had an open door policy, so they were asking for it, kind of thing, you know? Like, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. those, those two things are equivalent. Yeah. 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 So it's just like home invasions and consensual sex. <laughs> yeah. Like hand hand. yeah. Right. Normal. So, and like, um, I had a friend that was my age and she <laughs> isn't at Eastern anymore, but she lived on the dorms her first semester and she's from Spokane. We went to high school together and she came back from her dorm, from the bathroom one time and she had left her dorm unlocked. Mm-hmm. She came in and there was just a random dude sitting in. Jesus. No, that's that's normal. Yeah. That, yeah. And then she was just like, can I help you? And supposedly he was like a friend of her roommates, but she was like, her roommate hadn't been home, wasn't home, and wasn't going to be home anytime soon. Like, you can't tell me that you didn't, like, wouldn't have warned her that you were coming to say hi, you know? Like, we're college students, we have class, like, it's the middle of the week, you know? And so she moved out, moved in with some friends further out in Genie, but hmm. it's just like. Yeah. So would like almost the solution to this just be, and I know this might not be feasible, but if you could get rid of 
dorms and just say, you got to figure out your own housing situation? No. I think, I think, I think limiting the dorms more, at least until we can prove that we can't, we don't sexually assault each other. I mean, like, and that's the unfortunate thing is like, I, I do, I do feel that the, the Me Too movement and just, I guess the openness about sexual assault has helped move in a direction of like, hey, maybe just don't fucking give people yeah, unwanted attention. Um, but I still think like until we can really prove as a, as a whole we understand the boundaries of sexual assault you just gotta implement more rules like it's gotta be stricter yeah can can i go one beyond this maybe slightly off topic would you say that is ever going to happen because i would argue that's that's ten thousand years of human history right there like we're always mean to each other i you know i think i think not necessarily that sexual assault will will cease to happen I think that the people that do that will be so violently shunned okay. by their peers that that will take yeah. away from like we'll create a new cultural yeah form yeah of like if you do that you're the scourge of the earth like yeah. you're a terrible person for doing that okay instead of backing your buddy up who may have made an unwanted move on a, on a woman like cut him out like no, shut yeah. him make him feel yeah. alienated because what he did was not okay yeah, yeah. okay. Anyway. Yeah, I definitely think that like taking the <laughs> taking the like sexual assaults more seriously and like even if you're if it's your friends, like you fucking did that, you're a piece of trash mm-hmm. will definitely help like those like just those atmospheres in the dorms shift a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason why I'm friends with you guys is because like and <laughs> the only <laughs> reason it's a pretty good reason. It's like if any of us ever act shitty, we call each other out. Yeah. Honestly, that's what a good friend does. Yeah. yeah, it's like like you're not just gonna have your friends back because you know what they did is shitty in your brain, but you're gonna support them because your friend. No, like they're your friend. Like help them grow as a person. Yeah. Like I don't know. That's why we're all good buddies. Yeah. We're ruthless with each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially, yeah. On, each other. especially <laughs> on Sophia. Yeah. we judge Sophia hard. <laughs> <laughs> Who is lactose intolerant in this day and age? <laughs> Allergies don't exist if you're not a pussy. Exactly. <laughs> just just <laughs> up. I like to do Benadryl before this because I was hanging out with a cat in the bathroom. Allergies <laughs> upstairs. Sam, Sam brought her beer in a bag and it was covered in cat hair. And I put it in the fridge. I was like, you know what? I took all the beer out of the bag and I put the bag in the bottom if, of the If can. you want to just like burn that, it's totally cool. I don't, I don't mind. It's covered in cat hair. I'm like, no, I probably can't have that in the fridge. <laughs> It's <laughs> whatever. I live above life. <laughs> Living on the edge constantly. Yeah. Hives on your neck is fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Should we wrap this thing up or? Yeah. yeah. No, I just want you to know. Well, uh, whenever you come over and you, you get sick because of that, afterwards you take a pass and against the wall. It's like. That's what you get from yeah. our ruin our souls. You shun them. Yeah, exactly. You teach them not to be alive. <laughs> Stop producing your produce. Yeah. <laughs> well, they make a pill for that. Yeah. Um, Did we hit all the questions? I mean, my main one I brought up, but I took notes on. Um, Maisie, you're really messing things up here. She's fidgety. Um, she likes to sleep on the desk and not in my lap. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about budget cuts, we talked about sexual assault, um, 
we kind of touched on the little bit of racism that happens on campus. Like, we didn't touch about how uh, a year ago there was white supremacist posters hanging up that we all got notifications for, mm-hmm. all the students at the time. What were they? Were they like the, it's okay to be white? It's a, or it was a triangle. Like... It, was like pur- it was like a purple triangle or some shit, mm-hmm. I think. No, those are still so that is symbolism yeah it's like 88 or something yeah i, I was I, for a while i thought it was like well we got emails last year about she's like i need i need these Swat. stickers yeah <laughs> not in a bad way not in a bad way but we got we also got email after that about um people hanging up flyers about hate groups mm-hmm. like pro or like you know awareness oh it was promoting like uh there was a poster i you can find an article on it if you Google EWU white supremacy. Nice. It's an article from last January about how it was like legitimately a book that got published that was like the uh, poster said, Professors don't like to read this book. And it was about how being white is like a super great thing. What book was it? Was it I'm not asking because I like this shit. I'm asking because it's like I like conspiracies and I want to know. There were some truly bad people out there trying to recruit, because that's interesting to me. Uh, Not that I support it. Yeah. I very don't. I think I think the the main It's okay, so it's a spokesman review article called EW Students Hold to Hold Rally in Response to Racist Flyers. And this was published February of twenty eighteen. Okay. Um it says your professor is scared of this book and it's a book called White Identity by Jared Taylor. Oh, yeah. I've heard that shit. Um, and That's stupid shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> At the bottom, has American Renaissance, which is probably also a racist thing. Yeah. I think, wow. I mean, obviously, there's a select few that make the mini look bad in yeah. those instances. But I think really where, where the, the problem lies is that Spokane and Cheney on the whole is a very whitewashed community. Definitely. Whether we're racist or not. Like how close we are to North Island. Yeah, we just don't come into contact with but North, uh, people of different ethnicities very often. So I think a lot of that uncomfortableness can come from like, we're just a bunch of white people that pretty much strictly know white people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so when we come into contact with somebody of a different ethnicity, we're kind of like, how do I talk to you? Like, how, like, what, uh, what does this relationship look like? And so it creates this dysphoria between. But Eastern also per capita has the highest diversity of any, like, damn near yeah. college in Washington because yeah. um, we get a lot of exchange students. Yeah, we do. There's a lot of Middle Eastern students out there. But then there's a lot of students that come from, uh, like, Japan and stuff, mm-hmm. too. There's a huge Chicago, Chicago studies program at Eastern. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. But I guess, I guess that's my point is that, like, you're, you're, shoehorning that kind of a population into a college of a bunch of kids that have known pretty much white kids their yeah. entire life. So you're bringing all of those people into a rural school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that is wildly diverse compared to what we're accustomed to. Like I had, you know, like I had growing up and this isn't my choice, this is just my circumstance. I, I would say that the amount of black friends I had, I could count on one, one hand. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like you go out to Eastern and now you have okay. like when I was in the African American culture studies um course, you like I I had never been around that many black kids in my life. And not yeah. that, that made me uncomfortable or but like but I didn't know how to interact but it's with that. You yeah. I didn't know how to interact with that group of people. I felt 
you know, marginalized, which is stupid to say, but like I felt out of the group. You were, like, yeah, you were yeah. a minority. Yeah, yeah. And so I think I think maybe a lot of that kind of awkward air, or like uncomfortableness, isn't necessarily coming out of like hate or racism. It's just that like they're shoehorning two groups of people together that don't really know how to interact with each other. It also, I was gonna say, I think it also doesn't help that Spokane feels a lot of the time like ten to fifteen years culturally behind the rest of the country. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. it's like I feel like a lot of things, or a lot of times, like ah, uh, something like I don't like you. It's just I'm afraid I'm gonna say something really dumb, and all of you are gonna think I'm a racist. Yeah. So that's not what I want. Yeah. I just want to be a dude. Here. Um, I was looking this up. Uh, for a project I was doing a little while back, and it's less than thirty percent of Spokane's population has any uh, like bachelor or associates or bachelor's degree. Really? Less than thirty. Less than thirty percent. That's shocking me. Yeah, no, Spokane's mostly a blue collar. I was gonna say that that doesn't surprise me. And it doesn't surprise me. Today, today in traffic, uh, a division right under I ninety. You get off division, uh, you're going east. You do that little loop, and people try merging there third uh, mm-hmm. together. There was there was a lady trying to merge over coming down from the hospitals, merge over into the left lane so she could turn left down second later. And there was a work van behind her for someone's like job, and she was stopped because it's impossible to merge there. And she he was just like laying on his homework. He was he was on his no phone. secondary education. Yeah, yes. uh, it's just like it, it was all blue collar, just like hate. Yeah, and I'm just like I see that every day of my life yeah. downtown. I'm just like drive downtown. Well, that but like people are just fucking. You can see it on the road. People are just fucking assholes here, and it's always people that are driving like big old fucking diesel. I would the rigs. I would have one hundred percent disagreed with you. Yeah, I would one hundred percent disagree with you. We are one of the nicest cities in the world. I can't tell you how many people we I, I've talked to, especially with customer service, that are like, "Yeah, I just moved up here from Chicago or Seattle." You, or, you also. I, I, I'm not saying like this is a bad thing, but like your target audience when you work customer service, you were in a you were at a pop shop. No, Best Buy. Oh, at Best I'm Buy. I'm talking about Best really? Buy. Yeah, I I cannot say how many people I had tell me that they had just moved here and it was like everybody here is so incredibly nice and I've already noticed it. I mean, the few times that I've the few weekends I've been spending in Seattle the last couple of weeks, like people in Seattle are rude. Yeah, and it's because they don't have time. Everybody there is in such a rush and like constantly running. They like they don't have time for your bullshit, and so they freak out all the time. I worked at a little mom pop shop at the Free Select during the summer mm-hmm. um, when I was in high school, and the West Siders were the most douchiest people mm-hmm. I would get in there. They, it, it was it, like we talk about like millennial sense and five. It was like forty to sixty year olds coming in and just like treating the fifteen year old stock employee in the back like shit, or the like regular that lives up in North Idaho making minimum wage to like rent her house on the lake yeah. she, she works there year round just like absolute dog shit well yep. and it's because if you come from a, i'm so sorry no, you're good. if you come from a big city like why should you give a shit yeah. you're never going to see that person again you're in a population of tons of people they're going to forget you 10 minutes after you've had that interaction yeah. so I, w- I would disagree with you i would say that we are actually a very nice city um but i, I get what you're saying about like that like blue collar like it's frustration yeah it's it's class frustration yeah. of like I am busting my ass five days a week and I am scraping by. Like me and my family are in a, a house and we have cars, you know, like it, it, yeah. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, like I, I agree with what you say too. Like I work um, customer service and I see even more customer service from like my fellow coworkers. And 
We get some assholes in there for sure. Yeah. People who are pissed and are having just the you caught them on the wrong day. Yeah. And I work in a service where it's you know you don't you're in there because you have to be, not because you want to be. Yeah. Um, and that causes some people to be assholes and they just want to get their shit and get out. Yeah. Um, and I I definitely see more nice people. Than I see mean people. Yeah. But the mean people, it's it's so hard to outweigh that. Yeah. The people that come out that are just douchebags, it makes that job so hard to do. Because, like, you talk to all these nice people, and, like, I guess you take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I not I see it every day, but it's one car a day, you know, that's driving, like, a douchebag because yeah. it's in a bad mood. Yeah. And it's always a fucking work van. Like, one that's just white, doesn't have a logo down the side of it, but has, like, tools and shit on the top. And I, I think I think that that speaks for itself because that's the reason that sticks out to you so much is because it's out of the norm. Yeah. Like the reason that the news focuses on such bad shit, why when something bad happens to us during our day, even if it's one like two minute part of our day, that ruins the rest of our day. Even if our day is filled with a bunch of like yeah. good happy moments, is because that elicits a more of an emotional response that so sticks in your brain. Yeah. Well, it, it's a biological reaction too because mm-hmm. if you're just having good times all the time. You're not going to be alert and focused as much as when something bad happens. It puts you into that like, I need now need to analyze the situation, and figure out what's going on. Yeah, that's yeah. it's. I agree. It's really easy to be content all the time mm-hmm. and not notice it, and then suddenly something bad happens, and it's really easy to slip into being a bad mood for mm-hmm. barely any reason. Yeah, and so I I think looping that back around to the the race topic that we were on, like the the posters being posted in in Eastern campus that could be one or two people out of the entire campus that are preaching that message. But because that's such a loud in your face message, it gets noticed. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the people on our campus that are of a a different ethnicity or part of the diversity community, like they interact with one white person that is shitty them or treats them differently because of their ethnicity that puts a bad taste in their mouth for everybody. I mean, a group of white people talking about, yeah. yeah, yeah, like I understand what that's like. But yeah. yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like, um, shit flows both ways, and I, I'm not gonna defend any sort of hate either direction. No, absolutely not. No, I'm not defending those. No, and, and I'm not saying you are, but like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, there's nothing you can really say without getting too touchy and sensitive. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I don't like that. This has no need. This yeah. None of us have any expertise in that field. No. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like... be talking from secondhand experience on everything. That's mm-hmm. not fair. So we come from a predominantly white community where we've never we're, really we're had to all, deal with prejudice. We're all pretty much born and raised Spokane. Um, you were born on the west side, but pretty much raised in Spokane. So I think that's the only like excuse or exclusion here. Yeah. That statement. Yeah. But, that was a lot of state for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so we got that subject out of the way. Oh, I'm going to close here. Yeah. <laughs> um, all in all, Eastern Washington is still God's country, y'all. <laughs> it really is. Y'all. Y'all. It's a great place. Come on down, boot bomb, get you a sale some boots. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> This town sucks. <laughs> this town sucks, but I love it so much oh, in its own weird way. It's so weird. I have I'm so excited to get out of here for like a year or two, but I'm like, 
I'll be back. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and yeah, I don't know what it is. It's nice knowing where I'm going to die. It's an easy place to live. It's super. It's a really easy place. Traffic, to really it, traffic's getting worse. Traffic like, is getting worse. Once the north south freeway is done, though, that'll clean ten miles from now. Uh, it's good. Well, you, we talked about your dad. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a coming from a group of white people. Spokane's a nice community, but coming from uh, students that I have talked to. So this is coming secondhand. Spokane makes people uh, of not white ethnicity very uncomfortable. Uh, most people. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's coming from a couple college students. Um, I couldn't even tell you the name because I meet a lot of people out on Eastern, uh, especially when you're like TA and everything. So, but. It, Spokane seems to be a progressing town. Um, like we, our state representative race this last election was super close for a like really Republican part of the state. <laughs> Closer than it's ever been. For I'm not like winning. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at the votes or anything like that. Just personal signs I saw around Spokane in regards to that election. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one that was at the base of our hills. Made me laugh quite a bit every day. What was it? It just at least a brown farts like a trucker. It was Jesus. just on somebody's like somebody's side of their hill. It was Lisa Brown's side, and then somebody come along and spray painted. But the, farts like does a not like say a whole bunch for the opposing yes. one. Yeah, yes. it does, and it also says a lot about our town. Yeah, that that's what you would vote for somebody yeah. on, like. I don't like gassy people. Women should party. Well, see, and like, yeah, like you know, if you're white, you can. It's easy to live in Spokane because you 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 know the places where you can just hide and try and be not immune to everything, but oblivious to everything. Yeah. And whereas, like, when you're out at Eastern, you're a student out there. Even if you come and live in Spokane, you don't know where to live. You don't yeah. know like. Life, lifelong residents of Spokane, everyone yeah. should avoid this area. And then uh, Felony Flats up by the courthouse. Yep. And then Lower South Hill gets kind of a bad rep. It's like, like it used to be a lot worse. Yeah. yeah and then uh, Hilliard gets a super bad rep. Even I love though, Hilliard. I love Hilliard too. It's it's up and coming. Like it's improving. It's getting itself. super gentle. I mean, I yeah. will say that like so when I worked in the city pools, it's Hilliard. Um, Mission Park. Uh, Mission Park on Hamilton. Yeah. Um, or not Hamilton. It's on Mission, but off of Hamilton, like the downtown by Gonzaga. And so, you know, there's a couple other parks in our, our district, too, in the Spokane pools. But Witter, one of the years I lived, I called the cops on it more often than Hilliard, and that was a first in a really long time. Mm-hmm. So, like, Hilliard is it's changing a little bit. At least the kids are, you know. I think, yeah, I think a lot of California California families are moving in there because the housing is so freaking cheap. Mm-hmm. And so they come in, they pay cash for a house wow. for 130000 they renovate it and turn around and sell it. That, that was my next uh, talk, was just like sections anyone can go to, like of any ethnicity, of any gender, you know, uh, sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Kendall Yards, mm-hmm. yeah. Perry Street. Um, Perry Street. Like solid chunk of spray. Like a solid chunk of spray. It's yeah, just like definitely. You can find any any group of people ever, except for the weirdly proud Hell's Angels. Bar. Yeah, that that's a bad part. I was thinking more down by I like the cost part. <laughs> I was thinking 
Because it's up and get because they're trying to super gentrify it right in the middle of a proud Hells Angels And what's even better is the juxtaposition of the like foster care yeah, place right next door, right next door where it's like full of children yeah, trying to get their life like building space yeah, yeah. yeah. that's not a joke the, yeah. the, the <laughs> only thing i'll say is i have sat out there in front of there before and watched people go in you will not see a scary biker van go in it is only people who look like santa claus and grandpa <laughs> it is yeah. very much yeah. yes it's but all leather santa leather grandpas yeah. yeah and weirdly enough leather um, daddies Liberty Lake makes me uncomfortable. Liberty I mean, Lake I, makes I me think, uncomfortable. I think that's a class thing. Honestly. Yeah, it is. They're, it's classist. Because, um, like, I went out there with Kenzie's friend, who is half black. Um, and her half her kid. Oh my god. Quick cut. We'll fix it in post, guys. Anyway. Yeah, we, I went out there to help her friend. Who, she made us cookies with you. <laughs> yeah, these are. Cookies. I've called Grayson Hafferkin for most of our life. Well, it's, it's just like it's okay. He is a black friend. He's a black, black friend. friend. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I've been saying that for a long time, whether wow. it's good or not. I've been yeah. saying. Any, does that make you a long time? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> first time listener, long time racist. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> See if I cut that out, people are just gonna think you said that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went out there uh, with her to help her move a couch out of her mom's place, uh, and because I was getting paid in alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went out there and I was with her and like I hadn't been out in Liberty Lake in probably like five years. Because well, what what does me making you know no money like constitute going out to liberty lake before there's nothing out there yeah. there's yeah and so um just like driving through the way it's a suburb of spokane is what it is mm-hmm. um just driving through there it's just I, I felt like i didn't belong and that was one of the first times you know spokane born and raised where i like i didn't feel like i belonged somewhere mm-hmm. and that it's a weird feeling for sure see and that's like i think the part of the reason why like students of color at Eastern have a hard time like getting out mm-hmm. of campus in general is because like there are places in Spokane that feel like Liberty Lake yeah. Yeah. that you would yeah. not really feel comfortable living in because like I think I think Kendall Yards could definitely feel like that yeah and so. like mm-hmm. so like you know if they're not feeling safe out on campus because of their ethnicity and then to come and try and find housing in Spokane and face the same problem I I would leave I wouldn't re-enroll yeah. at Eastern it's a, it's a lot of housing communities mm-hmm. I mean the the property is really cheap in Spokane, so a lot of these big companies come in and build these giant housing communities, mm-hmm. and that's and that's the big problem. Is like that's the whole point of housing communities. You join a group of people that are like minded, and you all vote on agreeing on how to keep your yard and how like who's allowed in that community. Sounds like fascism. All right, that's really there. Sorry, I thought, it was I thought you were disagree- I thought you were disagreeing. Oh no, that was the edgy opinion all the way. I hate HOAs. The oh, that's what things yeah. ever. I will never live in a housing community. You don't get to tell me how I fucking plant my... What color your house yeah, has to yeah. be? You don't get to tell me I don't get to have a 700-foot all-American flag. Yeah. Goddamn. I'm going to stand in the front it. yard, dick out, smoking a joint. You can't say Hell shit about it. Yes. I pay for that house. 